This is a HeadGum Podcast. While Andrew and Craig believe the joy of discovery is crucial to enjoying any well-told tale, they will not shy away from spoiling specific story beats when necessary. Plus, these are books you should have read by now. podcast about the books you've been meaning to read. My name is Craig. My name is Andrew. And I hate Mondays. I love Mondays. Oh. For the original Odd Couple. <laughs> Welcome. You know, in these, in these proto-Garfields, mm. I th- there is some room for debate as to how Garf feels about Mondays, so we can talk about that. Yes, it does grow and shift, much mm-hmm. as Garf's appearance does. Um mm-hmm. This is our podcast where we read books we've never read before um, for the first time, usually, and we tell the other person about it. But on our bonus episode, z- z- <laughs> we, we, get a little, we get a little goofy. We let our hair down. Get a little goofy. Get a little goofy. We like to invite some friends along. So we are recording this episode live uh, with our Patreon supporters with the Hang With Us here they're watching us on youtube you can go to patreon.com slash overdue pod to figure out how to join us for our next bonus episode which will be in august so stay on the lookout for that if you want to be part of a rollicking good time like this one mm-hmm. andrew we were hunting around for something to do for june yeah sort of hunting mousing for a <laughs> in fact for, yes for a book to do we had a good time with our calvin and Hobbes episode several months we ago did. mm-hmm and we just, I don't, I was thinking like that might be a good speed for June. June has been packed for both of us. So like, what is you a just, thing? You, you mentioned the Calvin and Hobbes thing. And then I was like, what if we did Garfield? And you were like, well, I don't want to do Garfield, but it's going to be Garfield. <laughs> it's going to be. So this episode, we are discussing the mm-hmm. Garfield Fat Cat three pack number one. Number one. Uh, this Book does not say number one on it, presumably because it is the first. Because it is the first one, yeah. This is like they didn't when they were fighting World War One at the time. They didn't call it World War One. <laughs> this is this is the great book. Mm-hmm. Um, it's this edition is from two thousand and three. It's it's all color, full color. Um, yeah, it's the original strips would have been black and white, but these are these are in color. I think the ones that would have been Sunday strips have like a. Just a generic Garfield header published yep. above them. The original um, um, Fat Cat three pack volume one came out in March nineteen ninety three. Trying to find canonically what the most recent Fat Cat three pack is, I believe. Yep, it is Fat Cat three pack number twenty four. Yes, which came out in December of twenty twenty two. According to Garfield.fandom.com, that's what I have. Mm-hmm. So if you go 24 times 3 is 72, there have been 72 collected <laughs> editions of Jim Davis's comic Garfield between 1978 and today. Yeah, that's well, oh, Bronwyn in the chat says, got to give it to Garfield for being proudly fat. We will talk about 
that, I think. Is there a way to be proudly fat while also yeah. shaming as hard as anybody it's, has ever done it? You get a, you get because... a big whiff of Jim Davis's editorial through Garfield being proudly mm-hmm. fat, at least in these mm-hmm. collections. At least, yes, because these, these are published between uh, 78 and very early 1980. Mm-hmm. Um, so this collection this is, is three books, technically. It is a three-pack, yep. after all. It's a three-pack. It's a fat cat three-pack. Garfield at Large, first published in 1980, collects the original strips from 1978 to 1979. Going to come back to that in a second. Garfield Gains Weight, first published in 1981, the strips from 1979 to to later in 1979, January to August. And Garfield Bigger Than Life, published in September of 1981, August 1979 to March 1980. Andrew... I have not been able to corroborate this fact because I do not uh-huh. own um, Kickin' Garfield's uh, 20 Years and Still Kickin' Garfield's 20th Anniversary Collection. I don't have that book. Okay, you don't you don't have that one in your in your library. So I can neither confirm nor deny or source um, the notion that Garfield at large introduced something called the Garfield format, which would become the standard way to kind of oversized print comic strip collections this way that like okay that you would collect us like a weekly a daily comic in these uh-huh. larger books so that mm-hmm. they could be stacked that way okay and i i it is in multiple so that's we we call that the garfield <laughs> format <laughs> in, now, in quotes it is in multiple like wiki articles on various wikis citing this book um, by Jim Davis. By Jim Davis. There's the thing that is interesting to me about doing Garfield after doing Calvin and Hobbes. Yeah. Is we talk a lot about Bill Watterson and he's kind of like cantankerous, very concerned about artistic integrity, like wanting to do the comic at his own pace, being extremely resistant to this day about merchandising it or um milking it Mm -hmm. more like anything beyond just like releasing the the comics themselves in book form yeah he has been pretty steadfastly against for like 40 years if i had to think if i had to name one like one individual person or like symbol of the forces that bill watterson was railing against (laughs) for calvin and hobbes's entire run it would be Jim Davis. Yeah. <laughs> Not saying that Jim Davis invented how like the comic syndicate system works. No, 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 no. I don't we talked about that a bit for the Calvin and Hobbes thing. I don't know, think we need to get no. too far back into it for this, but like but Jim Davis has made bank off of yeah. he has merchandised Garfield at opportunities I I couldn't even have conceived of yeah. before <laughs> before Jim Davis you know broke these uh what's the word i want explored these frontiers yeah he's a trendsetter i mean yeah he set out to create garfield i'll talk about jim davis a bit more in a second but like he wanted to launch he settled on launching a cat comic because he saw that snoopy was stealing all the scenes in the peanuts yeah and thought well there's not a a great cat comic i don't know how this interacts with the timeline of heathcliff um 
But I mean, if there's no great cat comic, then can we? Are we talking about Heathcliff? <laughs> are we talking about Felix the cat or whatever? Like, <laughs> yeah, you, these guys or are crazy losers. cat that horny did you, did you watch? <laughs> did you watch Garfield and Friends when you were a kid? Or I did. did. You watch the Heathcliff cartoon? Nobody watched the Heathcliff cartoon. Yeah, except exactly. they're all in our chat, probably. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but he was like, "Okay, what if I made? What if I did Snoopy, but a cat?" And I merchandised it even more and was like really brazen about it. Whereas like at least Charles Schultz would do like a Christmas special about how capitalism is bad. Yeah, right. See, if you Google Garfield, the first, like all the results, the entire first, you got to get down to the bottom of the first page of Google results before you see James Garfield. Mm. Everything else is about Garfield the cat. Search Heathcliff. First guy, Heathcliff with Wuthering Heights. It's not Heathcliff the cat. Huh. So... Okay. Heathcliff just like that's science, baby. Canonically sucks. <laughs> Jim Davis born in nineteen forty five. Um, he's responsible for comics like Garfield, US Acres. He was insistent on Tumbleweeds, Norm Nat. Norm Nat is Mr. My, is he did a short run of Mr. Potato Head. Boy, which yeah, I think was, was after Toy Story. I think they hmm. started a Mr. Potato Head comic. So oh, I, and they came to they came to the master to, yeah. <laughs> to get that one. <laughs> My favorite of, of his other strips, the only one I have any even passing familiarity with is U.S. Acres yes, because of the cartoon. The '90s Garfield and Friends with Lorenzo Music as Garfield. Yeah, had like a B segment that was U.S. Acres. Yeah, everyone was like, "Why? Who's this pig? And why isn't he?" I, w- I watched a lot of U.S. Acres. Sheldon I didn't mind it, but that, like, yeah, I do think about Sheldon and how he never came out of that shell. Yeah, uh huh. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and there's, listen, there's another technically another comic that he did. There is another called John. We'll talk. Yes, we'll talk about John. <laughs> we, I, you want to talk about it later? Or you want to talk about it now? Um, well, I just, I just, want, wanted, let me to, just, say, I just wanted to say it's a proto Garfield yeah, that ran from 1976 to 1978, where Jim Davis assumed that of the two characters, John Arbuckle and Garfield the cat, the more interesting one was John Arbuckle, the guy, the regular guy. <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> so he grew up in Marion, Indiana. Oh, a Marion guy, Andrew. Really? Grew up on a cow farm. I um, grew up in Muncie. I had Marion. Hmm. Well, Garfield takes place in Muncie. In oh, interesting. Which was, has been described as his hometown. Maybe it's a thing where he lived in a smaller place, but whenever anybody asks where he's from, he said Muncie because it's the biggest town. May- with okay, the name sure. That, <laughs> I could I be wrong. On I'm that. just I'm just spitballing about how I describe where I grew up. In an in an an independent uh, article, that's the the paper, not just an indie article. Garfield at forty: How the cartoon cat became a worldwide sensation. Um, Jim Davis talked about how he spent a lot of time as a kid drawing inside, um, suffering from asthma, working on his well from working on his farm. <laughs> so he, you know, he couldn't bail the hay. He was stuck inside, uh, and he studied at Ball State University. He started doing comic strips in his high school paper, then the college paper. Um, he later would work for an ad agency, and then found his way towards working on Tom Ryan's strip, Tumbleweeds. Not one I ever read. No, Apparently made it to like 2007 or something, mm-hmm. but I was never a tumbleweeds. These old guys who wrote comics just did some wild. Did you know that Mort Walker, the Beetle Bailey guy, had a comic strip that ran for years called Boner's Arc, and nobody once. <laughs> <laughs> Why did no one buy me a collection? <laughs> like, you can't call it Boner's Arc, Mort. 
If I if I mistakenly said that it was Marion, Ohio, I I misspoke. Is Jim Davis is from Indiana? Marion, Indiana. Yes, he's from Indiana. I'm from Ohio. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, and so he gets working on tumbleweeds. Boner's arc ran for 32 years. <laughs> no one's looking at comics. It's not, it's not like the Batman Joker boner crimes thing where you can be like, yeah, it meant a different thing back then. Like by 2000, I'm pretty sure boner meant the what it means now. He launches Lord. this thing called Norm Nat in the Pendleton Times, which people which say. Has, which has strong first idea he thought of energy. People say the art was good. Um, you can tell that it's the guy who made Garfield. <laughs> and if you go to the Wikipedia page for Norm Nat, there's a some sort of bug talking to Norm who's standing beso- behind a sign that says Norm Nat for mayor. I'm going to mm-hmm. read this strip to you. Please How do. will you curb overpopulation? I will reinstate capital punishment, says Norm. That won't make much difference, says the other bug. Uh, for parking violations, says Norm. That's the strip, okay. folks. That's, yeah, that's a joke, I suppose. Apparently, he got some feedback on the art being good, but, quote, uh, was told nobody can relate to bugs. Mm-hmm. Well, so. let me tell you about a little movie called Ants. <laughs> People can relate to bugs if they're done right. So he decided to launch this John strip, which ran from 1976 to 1978. Um, I believe it does have this. It didn't it have the same first panel as Garfield. Many, so I've got a strip? few. I've got a few Garfs uh, in the in the hopper, as it were. Okay. Um, there were several John strips that were adapted to Garfield's, including there, there's the most notable. There are a couple that that we could talk about. The most notable one's the first one. I'm just popping them first up. Uh, yep. Up there is on top is John. On bottom is Garfield. Same punchline. Um, I guess the focus is shifted in the direction of Garfield in yeah. the Garfield strip. Yes. This is this is the evolution of Jim Davis's characters, John Arbuckle <laughs> and Garfield the Cat. <laughs> and if you thought Garfield looked weird at the beginning of this collection, like he looks <laughs> bizarre in John, though mildly more like an actual cat. I think. Yeah, is is in that third panel. <laughs> His face looks like a butt. So, so even so, as far back as as this first strip of John, the joke is Garfield loves to eat. This guy, this cat loves to eat. Yep, cats love to eat. I think we'll talk about this as we go through the strips that we have read for this here show. But like the core of what does work in Garfield. Oh, interesting. We're getting. We're- I guess this will be a fast conversation. <laughs> is that people like cats. Yeah. And cats have a lot of universally understood behavior. Mm-hmm. And he is really leaning into some of it. And so like. And also like inventing some other ones. Yeah. Like chasing mailmen that cats are That's not, a Garfield thing. Or like yeah. kicking dogs. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> he establishes some Garfield behavior that we can have opinions about. But I think the mm-hmm. like hungry, sleepy, scratches stuff. Yeah, is the bo- is the boss. Yeah, is the boss. We have an adversarial mm-hmm. relationship with our cats even when we love them. Um like that is when it's working or at least when he's doing something that isn't just a gag that doesn't work. 
that's what's happening. I mean, they all work. They all work, though. They all do work. You're right. They all work. Um, so he launches it. Uh, and then in the 1980s, in the 80s, he launches U.S. Acres. Um, he, by that point, had created Paws, Inc., which mm-hmm. is his multinational conglomerate um, to, you know, merchandise Garfield uh, on everything from a cat that goes in your windshield to a thing on your keychain to a pencil topper when people still used pencil toppers. Mm-hmm. The go-go 80s. It was a Do whole people time. not still use pencil topper? I still can't get like a little like troll doll that like clings onto my number two I pencil. I have no idea. It's a good question. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, he did sell Paws Inc. to Viacom in 2019, so he's not, you know, he's willing to sell. He's, he's doing fine. I cannot, I could not find one definitive article that would tell me whether Jim Davis is still like plugging away, drawing Garfield every single day. I did find some thing like there's his bio on uh, IMDb <laughs> says that he continues supervising the production of the Garfield. I heard that strip. he does most of the sketches. I know that he has a he has a staff who yeah. helps him who helps him put Garfield together. The comic together, went but... digital in 2010 or 2011. There's at least one uh, referenced like 10 years earlier to him experimenting with a tablet. Mm-hmm. And in the independent interview from 2018, he's like raving about how quickly they can make CGI Garfield for all the sure. cartoons. Yeah, with Bill Murray. Well, so yes, yeah, so there was. Uh, the, he first appeared on TV in Fantastic Funnies on CBS in 1980. There were 12 primetime specials in the 80s with Garfield uh-huh. that all had Lorenzo music. Uh, <laughs> I hate Mondays. That's okay. That's, that's fine. <laughs> uh, and then Garfield and Friends ran from 1988 to 94. Uh and then there was the Garfield. There's a Garfield CGI show around 2008. Yes, bunch of Garfield stuff in France over the last few years. The French love. Garfield. Yo, there are some French PS2 Garfield games that are very <laughs> bad. Um, the Paw Station too. Several movies. Uh, 2004, the Garfield movie and Garfield: A Tale of Two Kitties. Uh, those were with Bill Murray, and. <laughs> Jason in the chat says, can we talk about the fact that Bill Murray only did the Garfield movie because he thought it was directed by one of the Cohen brothers, not Joel Cohen, a different guy. <laughs> Listen, this is it's I'm not we can't we can't independently verify that nope, if this is true. We're getting we're getting we're just we're reporting the facts as we hear them. Yep. This, about breaking Jim news. Davis. Um, someone yeah. someone in our chat said this breaking news. Mm-hmm. Um, there were three directed TV films. And in 2021. Uh, it was announced that there'd be a new Garfield picture uh, with Chris Pratt voicing of Garfield. Of course. And do you remember who's going to play Garfield's father, Vic? I do not remember this. Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> I don't even know if Vic... Is Vic a character prior to this upcoming film? I am not. I know. He's not in these books, but I'm not sure if that... It's unclear to me because in these books we get we start to get some like good garfield archetypes and we get a couple stabs at something that seems like an effort at creating like a running like a running type of strip you know like yeah. calvin and Hobbes had like spaceman spiff and all, all that stuff yeah um, it's my understanding that some more of those things happen like um uh, yeah samuel spade 
mm-hmm. get it spayed. He's but he's uh-huh. a detective. Get he's, spayed yes, like his nuts. This one has like just like Garfield puts on a blanket as a cape. I forget what he even calls himself oh, because yeah. it's pretty bland. But he does it a few times. What does he call um, himself? But yeah, it's mo- you don't mostly you just get like okay, Garfield loves lasagna. He. Mostly hates Mondays. He has a teddy bear named Pookie. He hates Odie. The Caped Avenger. Yeah, the Caped Avenger. Um, But it's not... You don't get a lot of interesting, like, experimentation within the the form. No. Breaking the... the, Breaking the formula of the strip very often. Not at all. He's not interested in that. He's just trying to turn out these cat comics to make Every once in a while, he takes a stab at, like, a a talkier sort of thing Mm -hmm. that, that... I, you would associate more with Calvin and Hobbes, but it's almost always like Hallmark card sentiment and not, I don't know, not something that's funny in my experience. No, yeah. There were a few that jumped out at me as like, oh, this is one of those. And Calvin and Hobbes has these. Um, and forgive us if that's going to be what we reference the most. That's certainly the comic strip that I read the most as a kid. Um, mm-hmm. I read some Far Side as well, but that's on a different wavelength. Um, oh, we should do some Far Side. We should. Uh, no, I think it would just be an hour of us being like, yeah, this one's funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but there's every once in a while, Garfield does like a serious one. The fir- the one where it's his first Christmas. And he's like... The one where it's his first Christmas, there's one where he's... This is the... So, you know, you know that first... Let me, let's go back to the first comic. The first... The very Garfield first one. Pull it up. John. So, uh, hi there. I'm John Arbuckle. I'm a cartoonist, and this is my cat, Garfield. The number of times that John Arbuckle is like canonically a cartoonist after this is very I could, you could count it on one hand there is the only other one that i recall yeah. is yes this in, one's good yeah it's a it's a sunday comic uh garfield goes to john's drawing board and starts to say uh, i think this world would be a nicer place in which to live if countries could settle their differences without hurting anybody if everyone smiled at even people they didn't know if nobody had to steal if people laughed more if everyone fed their cats all the lasagna they could eat if we all took more pride in our homes and our neighborhoods if we repre- if we respected our senior citizens more if there were no violence in movies and television if everyone could read and write if families talked more if families hu- if friends hugged more if everyone stopped at least once a week to stroke a cat after all we're all in this together and then the punchline is just that, like, he was just like smacking on a piece of paper with his kitty paws, and it's he didn't actually write anything. I love that strip, actually. You like that one? I like it. I don't. I don't dislike it, but it is. I think the I I stand by my description of it as like a Hallmark card sort of. Yeah, it's the best that that Garfield has to offer. There's plenty of there, yeah. There's a few there, of those there, in Calvin and Hobbes where it is yeah. Calvin, basically like. Has a scary night, like looking at how dark it is, and then he goes. But it's so great to have a friend, and he hugs Hobbs. Like, yeah, those do happen. Yeah, th- certainly they happen. I just there are many sentences from that that could end up embroidered in indecipherable cursive yes. script on a on a pillow. I think the point <laughs> is really... is is the sum total of all of those to really yeah. dive mm-hmm. deep into that one single strip that I thought was one of the best strips in the whole collection. Um, to to set the bar. Uh, <laughs> is that I, I, the fact that it's this big run-on list? <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. B says live laughless on you. Oh man, you guys gotta join us in these chats. People say some funny stuff. People say some stuff. We. <laughs> uh, I bet Garfield's expression was exactly the same throughout that strip. Indeed, it was. Yep. 
Yeah, because he's his cat. His face is not super expressive. He's got like sitting there with a cat. He's got kind of like sitting there like a cat, sitting there like a cat, except he's grinning maybe a little bit and angry mouth face. wide open going for the kill. Oh, and yeah. also like angry ears backward face. But yeah, how would you describe this old Garfield relative to the Garfield we know, Andrew? Like the the style of the, style. the entire thing or just the like how Garfield style. is drawn, the, the visual, visual style. style. All right, yeah. let's pull let's just go but let's go back to the well. Yeah. The proportions are and this, you know, it's it's pretty even by the end of the first uh, Garfield at large, and you'll notice that the names of all of these are basically about how Garfield is fat, so yep. that's cool. Yeah. Even by the end of Garfield at large, which is like not even a year, I don't think after Davis started drawing them, you see it drifting it's, toward yeah. a more familiar art style. But right at the beginning, it's going for like slightly more realistic proportions, and Garfield is more of a hulking monster and less of a, I don't know, like the, the, you know how 90s Sonic the Hedgehog was kind of chubby and then later they made him <laughs> like kind of skinny. Yeah. Yeah. Garfield doesn't get kind of skinny, but he does become like over time more like a little bipedal and like, yeah, there's, yeah, there's something to, I don't, I wonder if I have this quote up. Um, where is it? Oh, yeah. So this was a review of the Garfield and Friends cartoon. And this is the Garfield that I know. Like, the Garfield that walks around on two big feet, and he's got a little paunch. And Chris Solomon in the LA Times did not care for this cartoon. And he said, Garfield <laughs> has lost all his feline qualities and become a crabby little man in a cat suit. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, the, the Garfield we see in these three books is... Almost exclusively, but like moving like a cat. He's moving like a cat, but he is a crabby man in a cat suit. Yeah, like he hates Mondays. He hates when it rains. He hates spring. Like he's a but he doesn't. He hates everything. He doesn't walk around like a little man. No, he doesn't walk around like a little man. <laughs> that's that's true. It's a good observation. And and in the cartoon, I just remember that as like being the thing that separates him from Odie in the same way that like. Goofy is not the same as Pluto. Like Garfield, yes, he's more Garfield is closer to sentience. Two legs, he, two legs good, yes, four legs bad. Two legs good, four legs bad. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's it is. I don't know, and yeah, then the, the books are just progressively more about how big Garfield is. Okay, so I just have a big list of strips to talk about here. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one where Garfield wants to eat a fish out of a fishbowl. Yeah, and he looks at the camera for lack of a better word and says it's an ethnic weakness. And I, that's a phrase that a the person is that comic <laughs> strip. Uh huh. Um, he first the first strip that I saw that mentioned lasagna was I think uh, what's the date July fifteenth of nineteen seventy eight I guess. Mm-hmm. Where he's just like, oh, I have this perfect food, lasagna. And it's like he never uh-huh. explains it. Cat just loves lasagna. It's why, like, aside from the lasagna thing, it is wild how often John Arbuckle, the human, the single human man, sits around yeah. eating an entire rotisserie yes! chicken all by himself. I have <laughs> multiple strips <laughs> where the joke is that Garfield is trying to take John's 
fully cooked chicken that is just on a plate in front of him. Especially by the end of Garfield Bigger Than Life, which is the third of the three (laughs) collections in this book. It's the comics are at least 33 percent Garfield stealing an entire rotisserie chicken from John. Yep. Yep. That's science, baby. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the joke is that Garfield's a cat. <laughs> sometimes, the, <laughs> and like sometimes it's a way that makes sense, and sometimes it's a way that doesn't. Like, you know, John puts on uh, like baseball gear, like umpire gear, in panels one and two, and then in panel three, he's giving Garfield a bath. Mm-hmm. Right? There's one where it's like a panel of Garfield climbing a wall, a panel of Garfield climbing a wall. And then the third panel, he's attached to the ceiling, and John says, "Get down." Uh huh. Yeah, there are a lot. There were several where he like climbed up a tree, and then he couldn't get down, and that's the punchline. Uh, in that independent <laughs> interview, fortunately, I have funny days, says Jim Davis. Some days you wake up and you're just not funny. If you're staring at the piece of paper and you got nothing, if you have to force something, then the readers will pick up on that in a nanosecond. But if you wait for the funny days, when you get when you get them, the gags just start flowing. Sometimes the ideas are coming on so fast, I can't write them down fast enough before I forget them. On those mm-hmm. sorts of days, I can get a good couple of weeks worth of work done. <laughs> he's got so many good ideas. He's got so he's falling out of his sleeves, these ideas. Now, Andrew, is it time to break the seal on the biggest revelation to me of this collection yeah, okay so people in the people in the chat i know there's a little bit of a lag so i'm gonna ask this question first there are three main characters in garfield it's john garfield and then who's the third one everybody name who you think the third main character in garfield is who is the third main character in, in the, the comic, comic strip, strip garfield. garfield if you had to name a non-john non Yes, okay. So the, the one answers normal, are rolling in. Odie, a bunch Odie, of Odies. Odie, 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 Odious. 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 Arlene. Odie Arlene. Arlene does not Arlene is the pink cat, does not appear in these. We a did get pink, some normal. A pink cat appears once or twice. I that is not confirmed if that's Arlene. There's, so, there's remember that strip where a where a hot cat walks by Garfield and he's like boinga boinga and then she <laughs> eats his food and he punches her out of he the state of Indiana? He, he punts her over the horizon. Yeah, I remember that. What a cool guy. Um so Odie is in 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 for for most of Garfield's canon, Odie is John's dog. That's what Odie I has, remember. Odie has a cat named Garfield and a dog named Odie. In Odie is introduced as the dog of this man named Lyman who shows up one day to John's apartment and says, I'm cold. I'm hungry. I'm weak. Take me in. And John says, sure, Lyman, you know, my home is your home. And then suddenly these two bachelors live together. Lyman is a weird little like toad man with a, like a mustache mouth. Yeah. I can't, my camera's there. He is. (laughs) Um, Lyman owns Odie, and this is how Odie and Garfield are introduced to each other. Now, Jim Davis has said that Lyman was introduced early on. uh, This is the August 7th, 1978 strip. Introduced to give John another human character to talk to. And this is before John, I think, like picked up his ability to read Garfield's thoughts and have a conversation with him. Yes, correct. (laughs) And, And this is also many months before John... Uh, starts hitting on the veterinarian in a way that would get him canceled today. Uh, Here's just a cool comic about... I need to resize this one. This is towards the the end of the... (laughs) 
you don't need to resize it at all. <laughs> About John forcibly <laughs> kissing a yeah, his veterinarian. John, go directly to jail. Yeah, John, canceled. Um, but no, so there's Lyman. So Lyman, yeah, and and it's for for the folks is, listening at home. That was John. He is at the vet with his Garfield. And with he's been Garfield. he's been hitting on the vet for a while, and she's not receptive. And he just says, "How about we go on a date?" And then he just smooches her. It's bad, yeah, bad. John. He just kisses her. Shake the shake the can of marbles at John. It's it's played as a joke, but it sucks. Um, so it's it's evident almost from the jump that Lyman is is nothing, and that Jim Davis has no idea, no story ideas. For no. Lyman. It's mostly a delivery he, mechanism for Odie. It's mostly a delivery mecha- mechanism for Odie. I think Lyman, like if I had to pick a character trait that he has, it's like that he dresses badly, I think. Rebecca and then in there's the chat another, says, and, did you know about the theory that John killed yeah, Lyman? Yeah, I know. I'm going to get there. Oh, God. Okay, okay, this okay. Is what, this is why I didn't want you to read anything about Lyman. Like, Here's a cool panel of Lyman just like choking Odie out because he peed on the floor. <laughs> He's whacking him on the butt with a newspaper. Yeah. He's oh, wagging on the butt with a newspaper and choking him out. Now, have we talked about um, Lyman's actual premiere strip in the comic strip John? You can talk about Lyman's racist premiere in the comic strip John. Yes, he, he and ap- then we can, and then I can talk more about Lyman's Lyman's arc as a character. <laughs> it's it's uh ding. It's the same strip as appears in Garfield, um, but the text is edited briefly, <laughs> where it's ding dong, hi Lyman. And Lyman says, I'm cold, I'm weak, I'm hungry. Take me in, Massa John. Jesus Christ. Can the dramatics, Lyman, you know my apartment is your apartment. And my sandbox is off limits, says Garfield. (sighs) Massa John, says Lyman. Mm -hmm. So Lyman, he appears in a few strips here and there throughout the collection. He's never really a consistent There's part like, of the crew. By the time you get to... You can count on one hand how many that it's just John... It's like the Lyman test. Like, how many strips are there where John and Lyman <laughs> and they talk about something other than the animals? There's very it's, few of it, them. It's failed. Um, by the time you get to the... I think this is the February 13th, 1980 strip uh, where John is sleeping in bed with Garfield and Odie, yeah. you can sense that something is shifting already. Where oh, good catch! Lyman seems to be just like sleeping in his bed alone without his no own dog. dog. <laughs> um, but so so Lyman is unceremoniously booted from the strip in 1983. They don't. There's no uh, fanfare made about it. That's just like the last time he appears. Okay, for, for a while. So he. Uh, there was already like a, a Lyman shortage between Christmas of 1981 <laughs> and June clamoring. of 1982. Yes, people were clamoring for Lyman. Um, Lyman does. He appeared in like briefly in like a 10th anniversary strip. Oh, there is a newspaper in a 2013 strip, I think, that has a picture of Lyman in it. Like he did something notable, or maybe he's missing. Oh, sure, okay, <laughs> like a save Ferris sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, mostly yeah. he's just gone, and Odie is John's dog. But there is a a flash game Uh-oh. called the Scary Scavenger Hunt. Oh no! That appeared uh, later on on Garfield's website. 
And I'm going to throw an image up here of, so if you go into, you are Garfield, you're wandering around Garfield's house, going into all the different rooms. If you go into John's basement, you see this image of Lyman <gasps> chained, to the, no! <laughs> chained to the wall. Oh no, and he's still got his mustache, it's in perfect condition. He's, he's still got his mustache. <laughs> he's being chained to the wall. I don't know what John is doing to him. Is though if Garfield John were like doing a, it? I I don't think so. This feels like you would have to be pretty tall to get Lyman into these manacles. Oh my god! I feel like it's got to be John. And then if you play uh, Scary Scavenger Hunt two, and you go into the kitchen and you open the oven, Lyman's head is in there. No, it's not. <laughs> yes. It is. Is, oh no. <laughs> Uh, but canonically, in the uh, the 3D show that you talked about, uh, the Garfield show that aired um, in 08 from, or so, yeah, 08 to 2016. Well, yeah, 2016 I think was the last airing. Ran for five seasons for 214 episodes. There is a multi-part story arc, four episodes called "Long Lost Lyman." Oh, where Lyman went to Australia and became a wildlife photographer. Okay. And he had no way of getting in touch with the crew. <laughs> Why do you leave and his he's, dog and behind? He's, and he has stayed in the jungle to, quote, protect the wildlife from poachers, but promises to visit when he can. Oh, my God. Lyman. <laughs> so is Lyman dead? Is he in Australia protecting a wildlife reserve? You yeah. kind of get to pick your own cannon. Sure, sure. But uh, definitely, <laughs> there's uh, Jim Davis is jokingly giving explan- given explanations about Lyman's sudden disappearance and long absence from the strip. Examples include "Don't look in John's basement" and he joined the Peace Corps and was never heard from again. <laughs> so, it's like those Power Rangers who went to that peace conference and never came back. Oh yes, uh-huh. um, but uh, yeah, that's that's Lyman. I just. I I used to work with somebody who knew the Garfield deep lore and oh, told God. me about Lyman, and I just you never forget when you learn about Lyman and how he's chained in John's basement in a flash game from. Well, and that's so from, funny. I'm not, sure, I'm not sure when Garfield's scary scavenger hunt was published, but it feels like <laughs> an early 2000s thing. To it's me. just funny to me, given how ubiquitous Odie became in. Garfield like so much mm-hmm. of the strips dynamic is the antagonism with Odie who is this like dog who has oh, no idea okay. well, what Garfield is a, doing I'm gonna drop a link into the slack so we can remember it later I did find a working copy of the Gar- Garfield scary Scavenger oh perfect Hunt great okay, okay great we gotta play that later okay <laughs> yeah um but like there's plenty of strips where Garfield is just doing his own thing there's a Sunday strip where a man tries to knock Garfield off a fence and Garfield hits the man in the head with a like a pot and probably kills him. Like and Garfield probably kills him. Does all sorts of stuff on his own. Garfield uh There's another one where a guy throws stuff at him on a fence and he gets into a suit of medieval armor. And- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> remember that one? Yep. Do you remember all the there's lots of horn dog strips? Lots of horn dog strips because John's super horny and then sometimes Garfield's. Remember sees when a he got his quote unquote cat. bachelor magazine? Oh yeah, he got. <laughs> so in one, okay, hold. Let me set this up. In one strip, John gets like 
letters in the mail and he says out loud like oh it's so great to get mail it's a reminder that you're alive and garfield's like wow that's dark and there's a bunch of strips that are kind of dark mm-hmm. and then later he's like oh yay my bachelor magazine arrived his bachelor magazine is here and he's like excited about who the hot lady might be and the the like the <sighs> fold out is like 10 pages long because it's an amazon that's the joke it's just like a tall lady. But later he puts a pinup of a lady on the wall and he's like, ha, 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 at the camera. And then Garfield puts up a pinup of a creepy hot cat. This just, this these three Garfield collections ask me to contemplate John Arbuckle pleasuring himself more yep. often than I'm like super uh-huh. comfortable with. I read all of those vet strips wondering if the strip was going to be in here and it is not. Oh, the no, that one's much later. Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) there is a Garfield strip from like 2014, I think. (laughs) We got to talk about it now. We got to talk about it now. Hold on. I'm going to go grab it. While you're looking for it, I will shout out quick shout out to the weird waitress character who I didn't remember at all, who mostly I don't know if John's going to like a diner with Garfield and this lady's like yelling at potatoes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Just a, a random bit of world building that I think doesn't really do anything. Shout out it to her. It doesn't really do anything. She's like kind of funny, but kind of sexist. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a whole thing. Yeah. Um, so here's the, mu- this is not from the collection we read. It's a much later, much later, much later Garfield comic where, uh, have a cup of coffee, John. Why? Thanks. Don't mind if I do. And then he drinks the mug. And then the he's at the vet. The vet is next. He's to at the Garfield. vet. And then the vet says, congratulations, Mr. Arbuckle. You're going to give birth to a fine, healthy litter of puppies. And Garfield, his the punchline is I hate puppies. But the actual punchline is that I guess John <laughs> drank a mug of, of <laughs> and was impregnated by the contents of it. Yeah. That's probably how Jim that works. Jim Davis has had, to, has had to answer for this strip a couple of times. I think he I said think it was something know. to do with hormones. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> you people in our chat have never seen this before. We're just... <laughs> Garfield creator... This is from the AV Club in 2017. Garfield creator Jim Davis finds dog semen theory hard to swallow. <laughs> <laughs> I guess this is a 1990. Oh wow! That he, where he drinks the, the okay dog semen. Mm-hmm. So none of again, this strip is not in this collection, but no. there is horny stuff in this collection that I was like, oh okay, there's a there's a through line there. There's a, a horny a horny thread running through. Gar- we Garfield. also it's not just lasagna and hating Mondays and kicking Odie. Um, the first I think the first I hate Monday Mondays is him getting rolled. <laughs> I hate Mondays. Is getting rolled up in the the shade on the screen door, right? Is that right? I believe that's right. Um, and yet, there's another there's another one. Here's another one of the strips I've prepared that I oh sure need to resize so that people can actually read it. This is a strip from May 28th of I think it I think this would have been 79. <laughs> yeah, this oh, one. Oh goody, it's Monday morning. I love Monday mornings. You know why? Because I don't have to go to work. Which really just. There are two things I know about Garfield and that he loves lasagna and hates Mondays. And this one really seems to just fly in the face of yeah, like half of what I know to be true about Garfield. Yeah, I do think it is sort of a stroke of 
Jim Davis genius. Mm-hmm. The old Davis magic. To have one the Garfield format or whatever. To have one of your things be a day of the week when you're publishing mm-hmm. a daily comic strip. Yeah, and you're just gonna have to do a Monday one yep. every week, every week for the rest of your it's life. It's very apparently. smart. Um, we also in the first book we get the first appearance of Pookie, who is Pookie the bear. Pookie Garfield's uh, favorite stuffed bear. Um, and then okay, pa- page eighty-seven of my collection here. Mm-hmm. This the fat cat. What, what collection was that again? Um, the fat cat three-pack volume one. Um. This is a New Year's episode. Mm-hmm. It's time to make a New Year's resolution, Garfield. And Garfield says, I resolve to lose weight and to start exercising this year. And then he makes a face like um, he ate something weird. And he says, what am I saying? Thank you, Andrew. I must be going waka waka. I'm not going to diet. I'm not going to exercise. I'm fat and I'm lazy and I'm proud of it. Of is underlined. Yeah. Uh, where's Garfield. Uh, John asks Lyman. He ate the buffet and went to bed. Oh, hey, Lyman's here. I do like the the little panel where it says, "I'm fat and I'm lazy and I'm proud of it." I like that. But do you that have, one's good? Do you There's have the like, one where he um, is ostensibly saying positive things, but ultimately it's like really <laughs> there's an entire there's like a week and a half of strips where Garfield declared this is in uh, September of '79. Where Garfield declares it National Fat Week. Yeah, National Fat Week, yes. And he says, this is the week for all you fat people to come out of the closet. Those of you who could get into one, that is. Ah. Uh, here's a National Fat Week handy fat tip. Don't exercise, you'll be happier. Have you ever seen a jogger laugh? Ayo. Um, here's a National Fat Week weight height chart. According to this, if you weigh 200 pounds, you should be 6'4". That means if you're under 6'4", you're not overweight, you're under tall. Uh, well, fat brothers and sisters, this is the last day of National Fat Week. Just remember, round is beautiful. Now get out there and eat a chicken franchise. So just like, you know, fat people are weird slobs who love to eat greasy food is yeah. mainly the. Yeah. Like I am, I am Garfield. I am one of you. But Jim Davis speaking through me. I hate you. Thinks that it's really funny that you're fat. Yeah. Whatever. Mm hmm. Um, so uh, that's one. This is this is the Sunday strip from National yes, Fat Week. Yes, that one. That's what I'm thinking of. Uh, this week we're going to eat without guilt. Remember our slogan: If it's not deep fried, it's not worth eating. We'll boycott carrots and tell skinny jokes. I would have had a national convention, but I couldn't get the Kansas City stockyards to cater it. You contemptible cows! <laughs> like what? And then there's there's also like contrast that with the running just humorless strips about john jogging just like is that who jim davis thinks he is john is jogging and garfield is like i don't want to jog and that's that strip Uh uh-huh over that's the formula of that 30 times yes Mm -hmm. um there's the other there's another like vein of strips andrew there's not too many of them it -hmm. did stand out to me whenever like garfield seemed aware of the comic strip uh-huh. Did you catch those? He did. Yeah, there was one where he said, "I the things I do for this strip or whatever." Yeah, he was. like falls yeah. off of something. He he does like cats always like land on their feet, and then he lands on his face, and he goes, "The things I do for this strip." There's mm-hmm. one where he uh, like keeps snapping, and then he goes, "Oh, I almost slept through today's strip," 
And then there's a Sunday strip where he does a bunch of cat stuff. He scratches stuff. He fights Odie. He knocks a plant off a shelf. He does something cute. He plays with a ball of yarn. And then he walks away and he goes, that should hold you cat fans for a while. Just the contempt he has <laughs> for people who Sometimes love cats. Sometimes you get the sense that Jim Davis is like got the golden the golden handcuffs of Garfield <laughs> snapped around his wrists and he just needs to push back against it sometimes. Um towards the I don't know if it's the second or third book, uh Normal appears for the first time as a mm-hmm. cute little kitten that Garfield mm-hmm. hates because it's mm-hmm. cute and little. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's all. Normal's here. I I just didn't know that Normal appeared this early, but Normal does appear Normal is John's parents' kitten, I guess. Yes. John, we also see John's parents. They for they like go to the five farm. Strips. Yeah. They're yeah. In, they're in a farm. I was hoping for some U.S. Acres sort of crossover magic, but it didn't end up happening. Um, so now she wrote in the chat mentions um, the first uh, mentions a few strips where Garfield talks to the camera, sort of, mm-hmm. and I can't mm-hmm. remember the first one that happens, but it is definitely a thing that occurs multiple times. Mm-hmm. Where it's just a Garfield strip. There's no John. There's no Odie. And he's just talking about something about yeah. being a cat, usually. Oh, uh, I'm he just he's this is very early. I'm just your average ordinary cat. This is the lasagna strip. For instance, I'm crazy about nature's most perfect food. Lasagna. And he's like looking <laughs> directly at the reader the whole time. That and that mm-hmm. is a thing that will crop up occasionally. To your point about having like recurring bits and whatnot. Yeah. And there's also there like there there's a there are a couple that he tries that don't end up working. Like there's one that you see like two or three times where Garfield is answering a letter from some cat. What is like the strong bad email stuff? Garfield was happening? Know, like, yeah. <laughs> like it's it is I think if you're making a strip like this, you've got to always be looking for like what is what is a recurring bit? What is a recurring thing that I can come back to to lean on to get me through a couple of days if I cannot think of a hilarious like thing that a cat would do yep. to make a comic strip about. He also he doesn't quite I find that he is not great at strips that try to carry something across it's like garfield is serialized just, strips yeah he's like, not good at it. we talked a lot about that in the calvin episode because watterson is very good at having a plot move through multiple days but using the first and second panels to reestablish whatever facts you need to also set up a joke mm-hmm. and there are some bits where it's like, oh, here's five days in a row where Garfield's stomach got so big his feet don't touch the floor. Uh-huh. But like, they don't build in a real way. Here's a week of strips where John is sexually harassing the veterinarian again. Yeah. There's how a about week- a date, sweetheart? That's a doctor to you. Okay, how about a date, doctor, sweetheart? Just like arrest John and throw him in jail. <laughs> Throw him in horny jail. There's a there's a week where John is threatening. He's not threatening. He's planning to declaw Garfield. Which, um, on Wednesday or Thursday of that week, Garfield sticks his head in the oven, <laughs> and then bemoans that it's an electric oven. This is liberals are coming for your gas stoves. <laughs> Uh, Even as far back as 1979, Jimmy Carter was trying to take your gas stove from you. <laughs> there is one. Let me. I do like what is the one strip? big one big stylistic thing. While yep. you look up your your strip, yeah, 
that I just started thinking about just now is like Calvin and Hobbes is four panels and Garfield is three. Yeah. And boy, when you are trying to do a serialized thing, four really is, helps. You really feel the, the <laughs> you really You're feel right. the absence of that extra like twenty five percent of of space. Yeah, because the- I will. I, yep. But I, I, I'll, I'll like Calvin and Hobbes. If I was going to come up with something that Garfield is maybe doing better than Calvin yes, and Hobbes, please. A lot. A lot of the time, Calvin and Hobbes is just like the art is. Here is like Calvin's head in the bottom quarter of a panel, and then above it is just like a wall of text. It's a lot of very good writing. It's a very talky, talky strip, which is not bad. Like that's one of the things that we like about it. But Garfield is is doing more of a funny paper thing where it takes like seven seconds to read a Garfield strip, and you don't really have to think about it much. So, which is maybe part of its appeal. Two two strips that I think illustrate that. No pun intended. One. At the top of this page, um, Andrew, I can't read the strip while I hold it up to the camera. Can you narrate the strip John real quick? says, time for a midnight snack. And then he's opening a box that just says cereal on it. Yep. And it said, the box crinkles. Can you move, shift the comic? Yeah, there you go. And then in the third panel, Garfield and Odie have immediately showed up in response to the crinkling, hungry for some cereal. Yeah. It's not laugh out loud. It's pets want your food. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I think in, in mo- it, there are certainly Calvin and Hobbes strips that work without words, but Bill Watterson really liked to write as well. Um, Jim Davis, not as interested. The strip Tell me, Doc, oh. is one strip. Do you make house calls is the second strip? And then the veterinarian, whose name I keep forgetting. Liz. Liz. Liz, Liz. Uh, Liz thinks, it's not the veterinary medicine I mind. It's some of the animals I have to work with. Ah, oh, got him. God, she did get him. He is an animal. He's a horrible person. I think one of my favorite strips is kind of a pretty surreal physical gag. Oh, the boing one? The boing one, where Garfield is going out his front door, and he boings on the first step. He's just hopping out the house. And then the second Mm -hmm. panel, he boings twice. Mm -hmm. And then in the third panel, he's boinging up into the sky. (laughs) He's boinging ever higher, and he can't stop boinging. Yeah. And that one is one I wish that Davis had followed up on a little bit more like what happens when Garfield like boings into space and then sure like that's that's what the Calvin and Hobbes would have been is like you get that kind of a strip and then you follow it through to some wild conclusion where like Calvin's on the moon and then the last strip he's like in class and his teacher's yelling at him something 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 I think that Calvin and um Peanuts share like Calvin will do a lot of flights of fancy that are very similar to Snoopy right Mm -hmm. Garfield will like doesn't really do that. Garfield has those those couple of weeks where it's like Prius Garfield through time or whatever. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. but they're not great. Like it's not Garfield's what, history of cats. Yeah, his history of cats. It's not what Davis is interested in, and it means that he doesn't often play with cartoon logic. At least way. not in these. Yeah, at least not maybe, in these. Maybe this his collection. maybe his staff is more interested in a sort of yeah maybe in playing with reality in that way. But no. So what did you learn about yourself and your relationship to Garfield as you read the Fat Cat Three Pack Volume One, Andrew? Mostly, I there's a later Garfield archetype where he hates spiders, and that's not. Oh, I don't that think I know not, that. That had not been introduced in this one. I okay. want I want to see some spider stuff. Okay, sure. Yeah, I because one of the, one of the spider ones is I think there was one that ran on Veterans Day that got him in trouble. Oh, 
Oh, no. We got no. Jim Davis in trouble. Uh-oh. Hold on. Let me look at it. That's good. Um, yeah, I was... I, I don't sit around and read comic strips often. I've always enjoyed reading a comic strip, you know, off and on throughout my life. I really like the Peanuts. I really like Calvin and Hobbes and Farside, as I've said. Um, I used to leaf through the paper as a kid every once in a while, but most of my fond memories of Garfield are from the cartoon. So it's just like yeah, weird right. to sit and just, it is very strange to sit and just mainline pages after pages, pages and pages of Garfield because that's not the relationship you're supposed to have with Garfield like I said you're supposed to read him for seven seconds and then move on to high and lowest or whatever like yeah. you know you're not supposed to mainline <laughs> Garfield no um, here's he's the one not so here for the scrutiny this is one where this is this kind of spider thing where the spider Garfield hates a spider and he smacks it with a newspaper um oh and the, the joke the joke is that the spider challenged Garfield and then Garfield killed him. And then later a classroom of spiders is learning about the actions of this spider and the holiday to commemorate this. This has been called, is called national stupid day. And this apparently ran on veterans day. Yeah. I was going to say it's in like mid November. Yeah. He ran on veterans day in 2010 or 20. Yes. 2010. And Jim Davis had to apologize because he did not mean to imply that veterans were stupid. <laughs> well, he's he is very apolitical, Jim Davis is, which is something. He makes like one joke about inflation in these, which is it's like we're peak 1970s, like stagflation, Jimmy Carter, sure, yes. malaise mm-hmm. stuff, stuff. And that's the, that's as close to a political statement as he gets. In the 2018 interview, when asked about his like whole kind of no politics thing, he says, it gives people a place to not think about the world for a few seconds, a place to share a laugh, to lighten up life. But that's always been the case. In the U.S. Depression, comics had never been so popular. When people are really struggling, that's when they need to balance the scales the most. Sure, sure, sure. You sold your merchandise business to Viacom, so <laughs> your politics are clear. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that that's it's Warren Buffett. You are not Jim Davis. Yeah, I think it's it's the kind of I don't like to, I, no politics. I don't like to talk about politics because yeah. he doesn't want to be yelled at about his politics. Yeah. Um, yeah whatever whatever man i it's i had fun reading this because it was <laughs> yeah. silly and it got sillier by the end i mean maybe if we read fat cat three pack number two it would we it would really start to take off yeah but. it's possible that like maybe we're just in kind of the wrong era you know yeah i mean I would never, ever in a million years tell somebody to go back to the beginning of our podcast and start there. Like, even yeah. though that's that, that's statistically what a lot of people do, that's the exact opposite of the thing I would tell you to do. <laughs> Rarely is a thing fully itself from the outset. Yeah. Well, and I've I certainly enjoyed seeing the very first iterations of you know garfield meets Odie, garfield meets normal garfield loves lasagna garfield hates mondays like it is just kind of as a as an artifact it is neat to go read those strips mm-hmm. because they're so you know such a vibrant part of our culture but yeah right bronwyn says i didn't expect it to be so problematic um we've 
have, of the roughly seven million Garfield strips in these three We've books, really... we have sort of zeroed in on some of the problematic ones because so many of them are just like Jim Davis doing something that has the cadence of a joke but doesn't make any sense at all. Or like some weird physical bit where Garfield just like punts Odie and that's the joke. Like there are a lot of those. So the problematic ones give you a toehold instead of being from like a literary critical perspective, like a completely glassy, smooth rock face that you your fingers cannot find purchase on. <laughs> there's like a there's like a series of strips where Garfield is wearing a sweater mm-hmm. and like Odie makes fun of him. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch where he says he loves Fridays. There are about a million where he destroys a chair with his claws because that's what cats do. There's there's like t- 35 where John is in bed and Garfield is on top of him. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a bunch where they watch TV. Wait, there's one. Hold on. Talking about problematic ones. There's one where Garfield is watching the Mickey Mouse Club. And in the third panel, he says, shake it, Annette. This is after two strips where Garfield smokes a pipe, and you're like, oh, hell yeah. (laughs) Garfield smoking a pipe rules. That's actually awesome when Garfield smokes. He does it again in another one later. Yeah, Um, Andrew is totally right. We are are cherry-picking a bunch of ones that really stand out. So many of them are very smooth brain, sleepy cat, lasagna fodder. I'm trying um, to find a picture of Garfield smoking a pipe. Oh, it, it is around cool. page 20 of the collection. 20? Oh, yep. There he is. That's pretty metal, actually. I mm-hmm. kind of love <laughs> I love it. Some of the old Garfield art actually kind of rules. On the next page, it's a Sunday strip where Garfield makes himself look cute. Mm-hmm. And he looks all like dolled up and goofy. Mm-hmm. It's kind of fun. There he is. There's dolled up Garfield. And there's another, there's a strip much later in the collection where Garfield does something that makes John Maddie like breaks a plant or something. And then, like, I don't even think Garfield does anything. He just looks at John and John's like, oh my God, you're so cute. And, like, <laughs> I just, that is, he the like stuff. kills a fern that John had been, you know how, yep. Ferns, ferns just want to be dead. Like, That's it's true. It's a big deal to keep a fern alive for several years. But yep. John loves his kitty cat so much that yep. it's okay that he killed the fern. Yep. Um, so yeah, there's like, there's stuff in there. A lot of it is punching Odie. A lot of it. Kicking Odie. Odie does not, I feel like Odie, even though he doesn't really speak ever the way that Garfield does, I feel like Odie does get to have a little bit more of a personality later or Davis finds more pairings in which Odie and Garfield have to form some kind of uneasy alliance against the third party. Yep. Yep. Um, doesn't really happen here. Odie doesn't honestly he shows up more than Lyman does, but not by there. You will still go through some pretty big like Odie-less stretches. Correct. Correct. Mm-hmm. And many many a time it's like Garfield doing something with Odie, and then John's like, "Yeah, get him, Odie," or what you know, whatever. Like <laughs> really weird. Um, but yeah, that's that's Garfield. That's Garfield. I just have a note here that towards the end when they take the trip to John's family farm, uh, Garfield says, "Shucky darn and slop the chickens." Yikes. I'm going to love it here. Shucky Yikes, darn. Shucky darn. So, okay. At the end of this book, and we might, in the version of this that goes oh, out, yeah. maybe we'll edit some of the, I don't know if we're going to be able to talk and do this at the same time. Do I need to, do I there need to have the a, book in front of me? I'm going to have the book in front of me because it's the, the back, the last page of the book or the next to last page is how to draw Garfield. 
And I just thought it would be fun for Craig and I to sit and try to draw a Garf and just like have a little bit of fun and show it to everybody. So I'm going to start drawing and every, every individual part of Garf is labeled as like a thing that he uses to see or hear or smell or eat food. So his eyes are pasta spotters. I'm going to hold it up to the camera if I can make it work. And his little nose is a daisy sniffer, which I don't know why it wouldn't be like a lasagna sniffer, but that's just kind of what it is. Um, All right. All right. That's it's so far. So far. So good. I'm drawing Garfield. (laughs) What is your Garfield doesn't look like a cat. How do you feel about the way Garfield looks after having to look at him for so many pages, Craig? He looks, I don't know, I'm torn between wanting like more iterations of old Garfield. Like old weird monster Garfield? Yeah, I kind of dig weird monster Garfield. I don't, I either wished I had read more of Little Man in a Catsuit Garfield. I think the Garfield in this in the third volume here mm-hmm. is my, is sort of my least favorite Garfield because he's kind of in between the prehistoric Garfield and the little and man. modern little man <laughs> little man Garfield. <laughs> okay, so I'm, I'm on. What part of Garfield are you drawing? Right Sorry, now? I'm a little I'm behind. I'm, I'm doing I'm, the I'm smirk the, and stuff right now. I'm on the ears. Yeah. Okay, this, this is looking really great. Uh, the ears are can opener sensors. The smile is a smirk. The Garfield's weird yellow mouth part is smirk is smirk retainers. Okay, so now I draw his big head <laughs> and his whiskies. This is really uh I think the for for the people who have shown up for the for the chat, I think this will be rewarding in the end to see us both do really awesome garfs. Okay, and now I draw his little tail which is called a twitcher. Okay. Now I draw his big tummy, which is called a dirt dragger. This part is going to lose me. Yeah, because you got to do like the tummy and the feet all at once. Okay. Man, Jim Davis is really good at this. He does it every day. (laughs) He does it every day. Uh, Okay, so there's this little... All right, things are going a little... Things are starting to go off the rails. This is good. Everybody is sitting... Just waiting for us to finish drawing our garfs. The suspense is unbearable. Says oh, Heather. I John Mulaney'd my toes. I ran out of space. <laughs> um, okay, and little toes. Uh, all right, now I need to draw a leg, like a haunch. Here's okay. That's pretty good. And now I draw some stripedies. We had a my our friend Kimber made someone a. Like knit somebody a Garfield, and the little like black triangles that go all around Garfield's cheeks were like a big. <laughs> it was very hard to make them work in three dimensions. <laughs> so whenever I think about Garfield's little face triangles, that's okay. Brad, do you want to look? I'm almost. Garfield. I'm almost done. Hold on. The toes really threw me off. The toes are pretty. Me bad. and AI shaking hands in the meme about doing toes up here. Hmm. Just drawing a few more triangle stripes. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And then his tail. Okay. I can't imagine doing this every day. Every day for forty years. Well, I guess I guess to his to his point, he. Okay. You know, sometimes he has a funny day and he does like a week's work of work. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's pretty good. I like yours. <laughs> yours is pretty good. It's those. It's the, the feet, feet hard, are so the difficult. Feet are so hard. <laughs> the feet your are Garfield really difficult. Looks a little. You're. You've got a little bit of like home movies around the eyes. <laughs> yeah, the eyes got away from me a little bit <laughs> yeah. here. So we both drew a garf. I think I think these are pretty good, and these will be good to put on social media. Yeah, I think they will. <laughs> this, honestly, so Jim Davis has, in conclusion, Jim, Jim Davis has a really hard job, and I'm glad that we were able to walk a mile in his shoes at the end of <laughs> this podcast. We are now qualified to work at Paws Inc. Yep, mm-hmm. um, we'll be part of the staff. Yeah, so that's the Garfield Fat Cat three pack. If we got, if we stop doing the podcast to go work at Paws Inc., I think we could do. To Garfield, what, um, whoever it was who started doing weird like postmodern Nancy, like online Nancy, yeah, did for Nancy. Yes. I think that would be fun. Oh, but, the new Nancy who uses yeah. an iPhone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, everyone, thanks for joining us on this stream. Thanks to our Patreon supporters uh, for making this stream possible. If you have a favorite uh, Garfield strip or a favorite comic strip that you think we should. Uh, consider reading for the show send us an email overduepod at gmail.com we will only accept emails about good comic strips um, mm-hmm. like Garfield yeah hit us up on social media at overduepod uh, our theme song was composed by Nick Larangis Andrew if folks want to know more about the show where do they go overduepodcast.com is our internet website we have links to the books that we have read and the ones that we are going to read including the Garfield Fat Cat 3 pack number 1 don't yep. buy numbers 2 through 24 if you want to read along with us, you got to buy number one. The Correct. first one. Um, Patreon.com slash Overdue Pod is our Patreon project. If you want to join the chat, see the Garfs in real time, uh, learn about what happened to Lyman, complete with visuals, <laughs> uh, go to our Patreon page and help support the show. Yep. Uh, your donations help us pay for childcare for our kids and for equipment and for all kinds of stuff. It's really great. We'd appreciate your support so much, especially you who have shown up to keep us company and to come up with things like live laughs lasagna. <laughs> we also have a discord community and some other stuff. So yeah, patreon.com slash overdue pod. Our next bonus episode will be in August. Um, so Tune in for that, and if you join the Patreon after this, you know, you hear this on the main feed, you're like, oh, I would have liked to be there. Um, the archives are always still up for people um, who join later, so you can always go watch these streams um, on YouTube after the fact, um, mm-hmm. or you can join us for future ones. So that's it, Andrew. Get us out of here. All right, everybody. Until we talk to you next time, live, laugh, lasagna, and try to be happy. <laughs> That was a HeadGum Podcast.